This is a performance fitness podcast. Where jazz hands meet burpees. Pirouettes meet push-ups. And tap springs meet tuck jumps. Talking all things fitness and performing. Celebrating those taking a split leap into both industries. And discussing the challenges we face in both our performing and fitness journeys. My name's Amber Walton. And I'm Tom Strang. Let's start the conversation. Hello and welcome to the Performers Fitness Podcast. It is another guest episode today and we are super excited to hear from her. Yes, we are back for another interview and it's with one of my best friends actually and um, fellow <laughs> performer assistant agent she works at a gym so who better else to talk to than Claire McCready <laughs> hello oh my god I'm so excited I know. it's like your first podcast isn't it is yeah, it? yeah literally first ever yes. podcast I know. super exciting yeah. how are you Claire how how are you doing how's lockdown treating you I am plodding along. I am, you know, yes. it feels like the time is flying, but also like it's taking forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, can't get yeah, rid of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I'm, it's good. I'm exactly the same. I'm healthy. I'm happy. I know. Can't complain in that sense. So. We went for a walk yesterday, <laughs> yeah. but that also feels like last year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bizarre, but you know. <laughs> I know. Lockdown. <laughs> so tell us, like, who is Claire? How did she get into the performing world? All the way up to, like, how you got to where you are right now, right now in here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm Claire. I'm 24 and I am from Edinburgh. Um, I moved down south when I was 18 to do a foundation at PPA, which I lived with Tom. Yes. Um, and then I did the three year at PPA. Um, and then... Just as I graduated, I went on a cruise for six months with Viking, which was amazing. Um, yeah. Doing like Norway and the Med and stuff, which was super cool. Amazing. Came back, was like, obviously, got to keep earning the money. So I got a job at Cycle, which is a lovely gym in Central. Um, and sort of after that, I was obviously auditioning bits and bobs, um, you know, here and there. And then was sort of thinking about like how else I could, you know, do bits in the industry I was sort of trying to see if I was other, like other things were suited to me. Um, so I decided to apply for an internship at an agency, which I've now mm-hmm. been at. And I've did my internship for three months. And I've now sort of been like a junior assistant sort of style thing, social media for the last, God, almost a year now. Oh, no, over wow. a year. God, that is it. Yeah. So and, yeah. now I'm here. I'm so proud of you as well. Because... And... <laughs> If anyone needs any rep suggestions, anything to do with the industry, any musical from 1842 to present day, any cast on any continent, Claire McCready is your gal. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, am, I am quite the stagey gal. I cannot <laughs> deny that. Me and Tom's conversations when we were in Foundation, we were just the biggest nerds. Weren't we? yeah. I mean, I was the nerd, but you were the, you knew all the music stuff. You know, together. Yeah, we dream went. Team. Yeah, we did it well. But no, so <laughs> I think you just landed on your feet in the agents' world. I feel like, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. It's, I've been very lucky. Like, um, really lucky to still be working for them as well, um, part time, which is amazing because yeah. it means I can uh, audition mm-hmm. as and when they happen. Um, and yeah, I kind of 
do the gym so it splits up my routine a bit so I'm not constantly just doing the same thing mm. I think it's the same with really anyone that's like kind of freelance or part-time you get to mix up your days a bit like Tom you'll find that yeah. your classes being at different times in the day it means you're never doing the same monotonous routine which is yeah really refreshing yeah, definitely definitely yeah. needed yeah 100 percent. but yeah very excited to be here <laughs> Amazing. Oh, God, there's so many areas to delve into. Where to start? Where to start? <laughs> Do you want to tell us right. about, like, how you found cruise ship life? Because we've talked about cruises. Like, oh, yeah. it comes up and up in different different guests that we've had on. Me and Amber have, like, got a background in it. And just yeah. from your point of view as a singer on Viking with a tiny cast, um, your first kind of big job, as it were, a big long contract. How was your mental health, your physical health? How was all of that? Um, I mean, obviously, I think you both know, like, you have up and down days. Being on a cruise, like, mm. there's, it's never all amazing. And I also found that, like, I was, I had a really good experience. But I think I know other people that have had quite sort of, like, more towards the down. But they've also still had good days. Like, it's yeah. a very mixed bag, depending on where you are. If you have lots of sea days, if you are like mm. getting to stay overnight in ports and sort of see a bit more of the world it feels like you've you know it's, it's like a, it's a very varied thing um but I was yeah as I said I was really lucky to have a, a really good experience being in a cast of four people it, we were really close oh we wow really yeah. four people gosh um, which was like was bizarre we were the first British cast to go onto this ship so we were the um like the Viking Sky number one um cast from Britain so like They'd been using eight entertainers from America um, and we were the final ship to be taken over by David Michael Productions' company. Um, so everyone else had sort of installed and we were the last ones. So we all ended up getting our own cabins, um, which, which were like standard, quite small, but like they were lovely being on our own and stuff. Mm. Um, we were really, really close as a four. Um, like me and Freya work together at the gym now. Um, and, oh no way yeah which is great and michael he's also scottish and then harry lives in kent literally down the road from freya so we all had like little connections and then sort of the whole team of us we were really close um and six months is actually quite a nice amount of time to be away mm. like i found that it never like you could always kind of see the end but you didn't really want it to end because you didn't get absolutely knackered of it um mm. the ship was only 900 sort of guests maximum as well so it was never busy. It was there was no kids, which was after four years of teaching alongside drama school, I was so relieved oh to just have a bit of time away from children. Um, but it was amazing, and obviously, like looking back, you don't even think about the bad days. You just sort of see all the mm. good, especially now. Like Tom and I, yeah. whenever we go for a walk, we always end up chatting about it, and we're all like, oh, especially right now, what you'd give to be in like. A random port in the middle of Europe, or like yeah. In, yeah. you know, it's waking just, up in a different country. Yeah. Oh, it's it yeah. kind of it makes you like really grateful for what's been, but you're also like, oh, you really really notice how difficult it is to be in one place, like in lockdown. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it was great. It was... Um, really lovely company to work for. Um, it was completely singing, sort of apart from like the odd bit of choreo, and like Tom and I were both kind of more dancey when we started PPA I think well like you were more of a singer but we both were kind of fell into people being who the could dancer. <laughs> yeah yeah people who could and so like not dancing was hard um 
but I did go to the gym all the time. We used the guest gym, so that was really well equipped. And it was always reasonably like quiet. Mm. Um, so that was really nice. Um, I'm just trying to think of it was the food. I don't know about you guys, but like, I really like it was that kind of thing of you're always eating the nice food in either the guest area or you'd be eating the carby stuff in the crew mess. So I, I always <laughs> felt like if I went into a port, I'd be like, grab an avocado and like take yeah. it back for my breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, that was... absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so that was like, a good was... Sneaking in the avocados, that's like <laughs> yeah. a cruise life hack, isn't it? <laughs> and I remember once getting like a tub of hummus and I put it in my sink and like a in like filled the sink with cold water, so it's like a fridge. <laughs> so I didn't have a fridge in my room, but I was like, I really want to eat some hummus. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, it was it was a good experience. My mental health, that's obviously, great. probably the first time I tapped into it and realised that if I had a bad day, it was okay to have a bad day. Um, and like you combat it and like a couple of the guys in the cast were more gym bunnies and a couple of us were sort of like intuitive gymmers. We didn't just go every day. We'd go if we felt like it. Mm-hmm. And if we, mm-hmm. if we I like that phrase, it. intuitive gymmers. I like that. That's good. <laughs> I just came Love up it. with that on the spot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was nice. Like I felt the whole time, like I had stability and it wasn't, it wasn't too overwhelming, even though it was, you know, going straight from graduating into that. It was mm. a good place to start, definitely. That's great. Definitely. But yeah. I'm glad you had a positive experience. It's fantastic. <laughs> so when you got back, mm-hmm. um, you then started working at Cycle. Yes. How did that come about? How did you get into that? How did you find it? So actually, going off the kind of fitness in the ship stuff, I remember there was a day, like, as you do, you sit and you're like, oh, God, I'm, I've really not been doing as much as I could, like, gym-wise mm. on the ship. And I was like, I really want to, when I get back, and I've got that little bit of time before I get a job, I was like, I really want to, like, get back into being fit mm. and healthy and going to classes. And I saw that a gym in London called Another Space, which is now combined with Digme, and is now just Digme. Yeah. Um, but they had, a like, an offer um, for New Year. It was, like... 21 classes in 31 days you buy the pack and it was valid till the end of March so I was like okay I'm gonna do it invest in it when I've got the mm-hmm. little bit of money backed up from mm. the ship and um, so I came back and that became my routine was I'd get up at like eight-ish in the morning go and do a spin and a yoga class like most days some days just one or the other and then it meant I was in town to like go and see a friend for coffee I could like I loved going down to the national and like um sitting and reading a book and getting a coffee down there in that part of the world um (laughs) and from that I was like well why am I I'm paying so much now like as in when the offer ran out I was like I want to keep doing this but I also I can't afford to pay 15 to 25 pound for a class every time Mm. so I was like if I get a job at a gym I was like maybe that means I get some free (laughs) classes so I was like looking into another space clubs I knew it um and one of the instructors there, who now is at a different gym, but she was like, oh, you should look into Cycle. Um, because I know that they do the similar sort of concepts. And I was like, oh, okay. Don't really know much about it. Um, and I literally applied for a job. And it was the first job interview I had back in the UK, which was bizarre. Because I was, like, expecting to do, like, quite mm. a hefty process of going through that stuff. But um, I was really lucky. Um, so I ended up working there sort of on a 10 hour contract because they've got one that like performers sort of will sit on a 10 hour and can pick up um, instead of being the full time but it meant I was mm. doing about 40 hours a week but I was on the 10 hour contract so it didn't feel like there was too much pressure so that was perfect and I got my yeah. free classes so 
yeah working at a gym is definitely yeah. such a good way to yeah. to get your fitness still in without having to pay the extortionate prices oh, that, that it costs yeah yeah definitely good good advice yeah. i'd say for any performers 100%. it's the way it's the way to get those fitness classes in definitely yeah. definitely, definitely. And the money's not too bad you know it's like above minimum it's all good yeah. you'll yeah. be all right yeah yeah, 100%. yeah. absolutely <laughs> yes that's my gym <laughs> yeah it's just perfect isn't it i would yeah. highly recommend like i know we bang on about yeah. it but yeah i know oh you God. have to do is sit there and put that performance on when people walk in and yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah the rest and of like, the time you watch netflix like, <laughs> in the downtimes like, but netflix so yeah <laughs> and the amount of people i've met as well like so many actors yeah. and stuff that come in and we're right next to the BBC building. So we get all of like Nick Grimshaw and like um, Laura Whitmore and all these people would come in Amazing. and do classes, which is like, it's wild. Cause you're like, oh my God, they're just like us. Yeah. yeah. Just coming in to do a spin class, the pop off. Like there's been like Kate Winslet was once in the changing rooms and I was like, what is going on? Oh like, my goodness. They're literally the most normal people because you know, we all work out and we all yeah. love the endorphins. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to ask what, um, moving towards your sort of journey into like the other part-time job, and I think it's amazing that you mm. have two going on at the same time as a agent's assistant. Um, what are, because t- I know we've talked about this a lot, but do you want to talk about some of the challenges that you might have being a performer, working as an assistant while still having your like toe in the ponds mm. and mm. seeing all these come through? And you you have a knowledge, Claire knows what it, everything that's going on from every angle <laughs> and the sort of pros and cons to that because I literally go to I go and see Claire and I come back with all of the chat for my housemates like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's um it's bizarre like as in obviously I love it there was also there's been ups and downs because obviously being a performer and seeing what's going out what additions are being put out and mm. not even hearing like wind of them from the performing Mm -hmm. side is quite hard but it is also Mm. like it's really exciting because I've got that like that sort of love for the industry and like musical theatre in general I get really excited so I get quite invested in like when it comes to like submissions like we kind of like I'm more on the musical theatre side and with me and my boss we like work through it together and like work out who's going to be subbed and it's like um it's just really exciting in that sense but then also you you do have days where you're like oh if something comes out that you really want to be seen for, mm. you're like, oh my, I'm missing out on that. Yeah. Like, why is that not happening? And obviously, like, you, like we know from, like, pushing people, like, on our side as an agency, when we push people, they say, we can't see anyone else. So, like, it's it's that thing of, okay, we know that it's not that they don't want to see certain people, it's just that they don't have time, they don't have mm. the money to get the facilities to do so. Like, it's like it gives you a bit of reasoning but it also it is hard because there's like so many things going on that you're like oh if only I could have mm. you know like got my foot in the door for that would it have been different and mm-hmm. you just it that is difficult um it is so great to know what's going on as in like especially right now there was like a period of time where it was all very niche things were going out and people were saying to me like is anything actually happening and I was like yes the industry is still moving but it is very specific and like we've just got to be patient because right now they need certain things like and that's like that's what I kept telling myself I kept telling my friends if they were asking me because obviously it is a private part of like 
you mm. can't divulge too much yeah but like you you want to use what you know to make others feel okay because that's kind of you know mm. that's the kind of bridging the gap um but yeah it's difficult sort of seeing bits and bobs go out and feeling like oh certain people are getting eight editions like over the space of a month whereas there was a point of time where I didn't get any like for like mm-hmm. six months mm. Do you know? and that is hard um but it also is like you you see how amazing some people are and you go that is why they're working all the time because you see how hard they've grafted and how much work they put into self tapes and things so it's, it is all like really refreshing to sort of see it from that a- angle but it also can be quite disheartening mm. but you know pros and cons um, yeah yeah it's just very interesting it's a totally different world 100 percent. but yeah it so- yeah it sounds really interesting i think i personally would probably struggle quite a lot seeing yeah. seeing that so good on you for for keeping going and like you said using that to help people is is really nice way around it and to think of it like yeah. I'm giving them a bit of hope and a bit of courage that things are still moving is is really yeah. nice. So you almost have to lovely. separate yourself, don't you, from this is yes, Claire definitely. who's an agent and then this is Claire who's a performer. And yeah. you're so good yeah. at doing that. But it's because mm. as actors we are emotional. Like and that's why we're so blooming yeah. talented and like putting <laughs> up, we put ourselves yeah. in vulnerable situations and put our emotions yeah. out there because we care. And there still is that bit that makes you Claire McCready. You know what I mean? That emotion, like, yeah, yeah. that is who you yeah. are. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, get, I think it's... Yeah, what would you... Is there any tips to people, actors, who are wanting to maybe go into, like, casting or agency, agent, agenting, agencying? Agency. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say that I was sort of unsure if I wanted to... It was sort of at a point where I was like, do I want to give up performing? Because I was having kind of like a, a down spell with auditioning and stuff and, like, just not much was happening. And I was like, do I want to give it up? Obviously, I don't. I'm very much, like, I couldn't give it up. Um, yeah. But I think if you are going to do it, there has to be a certain part of you that is willing to think of that as an option. Um, because I almost... I'm very lucky with the company I work for they let me stay on part-time <clears throat> but um a lot of agencies and casting directors they want to know that you are set and that mm. there is a path for progression um I think running and like all that stuff when it comes to just helping out here and there is amazing for getting to know people and like doing that sort of thing without the long-term sort of commitment mm. um but also if you are wanting to go into anything like that full-time like put the feelers out like and message people like see if they need any help like running like there was a point where before I got the job with the agency I was like emailing casting directors about running and stuff and they put mm-hmm. me on like a list so like if I'm if they had like people um that couldn't make it that they normally use they'd reach out to me um so that was like something else that was sort of like ticking over in my brain but then obviously the agency came along and it was great um but yeah definitely running and just meeting people networking and like a not in like a really formal way just sort of being like hey I'm here Trying. if you ever need yeah. like help yeah and if you see internships like on the CDG and the Casting Directors Guild um or the PMA which is the is it the Personal Managers Association they've got vacancies sections so they'll put if they need like um an intern or they need a part-time or something 
and it looks like it is up your street, then apply. There's no reason that even if it says yeah. they want experience, there's no reason that they might not see you. Like they might yeah, still actually so you've want got to. to be in it to win it, haven't you? Yeah, and see, definitely. and then if it happens, it could be meant to be, and if it doesn't, then yeah. it's maybe not the right thing at the right time. So yeah, exactly, oh, definitely, that's great. So yeah, I say just plow on if that is something you're thinking about doing. Know that there is a possibility you might be given the ultimatum, but yeah, you know, there's there's no harm in seeing where it goes. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Stepping out of the comfort zone a little bit and just exactly yeah into the growth yeah. zone. <laughs> is that one of yours? I'm, I don't know. Is that yeah. one of yours? Stepping out the comfort zone into the growth zone. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, I was going to ask. This is just all the questions I love asking Claire. What um, when you you obviously go to agent showcases, whether they're like pre-recorded mm-hmm. or they're in like a theatre as like as um representation is becoming so much more diverse and on stage on screen mm. and like body shapes are becoming accepted we've chatted about this before but it's either yeah. one extreme or the other at the moment isn't it and it's you we had this conversation about how like just the normal average body just doesn't have that on stage and screen and from your agent point of view where what do you look at when you're watching a showcase, when you think about, maybe, yeah, they're talented, but mm. physically, in the industry, where are they? I I mean, I personally like, I have quite an attachment to it because of my personal, like, sort of relationship with my own physique and stuff. Like, I've, like, obviously, our bodies have gone through changes this year, whether that's been, some people have worked mm-hmm. out so much that they've got ripped and people have just put on an extra little bit of weight, which... I fall into 100%. Um, and, like, it is hard because you have days where you're like, oh, man, that means I'm not going to work. But you're, and then I'm like, I would never, ever think that of anyone else. As in, like, when I look at people, I don't mm. think that. I only think about it when it's me. Isn't that... Is, mm. I think that's crazy because... Yeah. That says it all, yeah. It's yeah. just... It's wild. And, like, I'll be sat watching, like, showcases and stuff, and I don't... You don't think about it. Like, you look at the performer and you go will they work can they sing what they've been given can they dance the choreography and that's the same with I think it should be if they're in an edition room it's it's not about mm. it's do they fit the style of the choreography like say it was Fosse obviously that comes with a very specific body type and that's mm-hmm. fine that's just that's how he choreographed it that's how it was meant to be done but if a choreographer is set choreography if someone looks amazing doing it and is giving it like everything then I think that should be validation for them to be sort of right for that show or whatever. Um, and it's yeah. the same when it comes to like showcases. Like if they're like singing the shit out of something and you're like, what? Then it like, if they have a path in front of them, that's why I think shows like six and stuff are great because it's all about empowerment and things. Like there is no mm-hmm. set, um, like there's no set person for each part. Mm. Mm-hmm. which I think is amazing. And obviously some shows are, they're so specific because they've been written that way for a certain storyline. And like for like Hairspray and stuff, like it's just, it's a bit more of like um on the cusp because obviously there's, that's a massive part of the story. But um I think it is becoming a lot more like accepting. Like people are, it's hard not to see talent. Like you, if someone's talented, it's really hard to see past it. And that's, I don't know, I don't really know how to word it, but basically, it's like, just, 
if you are comfortable in you and you are happy and you are healthy and you are enjoying yourself and you can sing the material, you can dance it, then there is no reason why you shouldn't be capable of doing like the career you've chosen to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like obviously like, I need to take that information on myself because I'm the first to tell other people like that I can't yeah. quite listen to it myself yet, which is so I mm. know that people struggle with that because I'm like I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of people are the same. Yeah. But it is just repeating that over and over that there's always a place for each person. Like there's a place for every shape, size, height, like you'll always find a place in the industry there's always going to be a show and that's why I love things like in like Mean Girls and stuff they've got a really diverse range of heights and shapes and stuff Mm -hmm. because that's it's normal like you never walk down the street and see eight of the same person Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean it just wouldn't happen especially in these like very normal shows like The Prom and Mean Girls and like all those kinds of ones that are set in normality and they aren't set in a heightened version of the world um so yeah i think it's just knowing that there is always a place for you but like if you if you want to change for you then do it but never be afraid to be who you are and don't take pressures from yeah don't take pressures from external factors yeah 100 percent no, I think casting. I yeah no so many people are going to take so much from just hearing that out loud yeah. and it's it's so funny that I we 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 don't practice what we preach enough generally <laughs> as performers and it's funny because we just had this conversation with um Natalie in a previous episode about um the last people to actually take care and look after and listen to their own advice are ourselves but you can yeah. say yeah. it out loud and just hoping it something just like lands in someone's head out there like I'm sure it will yeah, but yeah, mm. yeah just and just talking one, it if it just hits one person then it's worth yeah. doing it yeah yeah, yeah. exactly um, exactly yeah. like that's it yeah in terms <laughs> of like in terms of breakdowns or anything like when mm. you get a a casting breakdown do you ever see anything that says must be between like this weight and this weight or is it or no you never I'm, would I've never seen anything that is given a specific weight or or like a dress size yeah i've seen heights for like certain things for certain yeah. tricks mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah I, like there was a few shows that i've seen come out because of like in um, phantom of the opera the corpse of ballet have got to be below five yeah. six five six or below that mm. sort of height but they never said like has to look like a ballet dancer do you know what i mean mm. like yeah and then you go yeah. oh god like Am I thin enough to be in the corps de ballet because I'm... You know, because just, that's the, the stigma that's yeah, attached to exactly. that. Mm. It's so, um, just, yeah, it's like it's, a running thing that yeah. was just always sort of there in the back of our minds and actually maybe we're just telling it to ourselves. Yeah, and like if if they're, you're slightly different to the person before you, like say I was doing a show and the person before me in my track had worn low-rise jeans... No one mm. in their right mind is going to put me on a stage in a pair of low-rise jeans. Don't think because the person doing that track before you was wearing an outfit that wouldn't flatter you. Don't think that's going to make you less wanted. Mm. You know, like I always like I see things like Rock of Ages and stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, those girls are insane because of what they're wearing, but they're dressed to suit their body shapes. Like they mm. wouldn't make you go on stage in something that wasn't flattering mm. or made you uncomfortable. Do you know? Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. 
it's it's interesting to think like that hopefully there is now so much of a shift that it is talent first not looks first yeah and I think obviously like we're all fairly new to the industry but I think in the past it maybe slightly wasn't that way and it is so encouraging to hear that it is just talent over everything which is so important to remember Yeah. yeah and it's like I think as well it's 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 knowing how to present yourself I think me and Tom spoke about that the other week when you asked me that question we sort of had that conversation but casually um I was like it's about dressing yourself and presenting yourself like know how you want to come across Mm -hmm. and then we will buy into it yeah yeah. if if you're confident in how you look then we will buy it like it's like yeah if you were to come in really like like I don't know like if I was having a bad day and I felt a bit bloated and I came in really like Mm. don't look at me then they wouldn't buy it it's just about being confident in you and understanding that like if you're talented like it's fine like you're like we're not gonna go oh god she's like she's wearing a like I I don't know I'm kind of rambling now but it's I feel like you know what I mean. This this yeah. um, <laughs> takes me back to um, something that I remember being told in third year that was, don't wear a sports bra with no top over the top if you haven't got a six pack. And I remember yeah. being told that and that stuck mm-hmm. with me throughout my, my career. And it's yeah. just things like that. Like if you want to wear a sports bra and you feel confident wearing that sports yeah. bra, go in and own wearing that oh sports bra. Like, And no one's going to be like... Mm she's not got a six pack she shouldn't be wearing that sports bra like no no and like that's it annoys me because now that translates to me working out at the gym so if i go to a class at the gym there are people like like way more voluptuous than i am way more curvy that are wearing sports bras and leggings and they've like they've got their entire midriff out look amazing and i'm there like Oh God! But yeah. this this person said at college, if I didn't have a six pack, I shouldn't wear a sports bra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a spin it's, class. Everyone, no one's looking at you. No one cares. You wear it's a dark you room. wear what you want to yeah. work out in. Yeah, like if that's what you feel comfortable in, you should wear yeah. it. Like it's just it's not it's always about looking looking perfect. It's about no. doing what feels right for your body. Yep. And yeah. like we're not we're not all aiming to be commercial dancers behind no, Robbie Williams. Know. Don't know why Robbie yeah. Williams is the first person that yeah. came to mind, but like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're not um, all made to be fossy dancers. No. We're not all gonna be in the corp de ballet. Like yeah. we're we're our own bodies for right for our own things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But such an eye opening chat. I loved yeah, yeah. We covered so much th- so many things that we've not really delved that deep into before mm. on here. So yeah, so much to take from. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add, Gamba? I feel like I could talk for ages. Yeah, but no, I know, I, I know. I think that that was we have covered really great. We've covered a lot there and everything. a lot of really important things that hopefully a lot of people will hear and at least even reframe the way they think about things even slightly, gives them yeah. a bit of an idea to latch onto and yeah, I mean, I'm going to listen back mind. to it and pretend that it's not me talking and be like, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Listen to yourself. I know. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, right, let's move on to our game. Are we ready? Okay. Here we go. Tap springs or top jumps? Tap springs. Press night or press ups? Press nights. This one. <laughs> rep folder or one rep max? Rep folder. Yeah, no, I was like, uh, playing 3D. 
2020 or 2021? 2021. Yeah. Cycle or song cycle? Oh! <laughs> song cycle. <laughs> Show reel or real life audition? Real life audition. Protein shake or pickups? Pickups. <laughs> cruise ship or tricep dip? Oh, cruise ship. Casting breakdown or break dancing? <laughs> Casting breakdown. Have you seen me break dance? <laughs> <laughs> Jazz hands or burpees? Jazz hands, but I do love a burpee. Oh, uh, mm. and then to finish off, performing or fitness? And I feel like I know the answer. Performing, but yes. fitness makes me yes. happy. So. I know. <laughs> she is Mrs. Musical Theatre. Yeah, I can't help it, but I know. fitness does give me all the joy, so I can't, I can't yeah. complain. Yeah. Love thank it. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you, Claire. That was absolutely fantastic. Well, thank, thank you, you, for you so much. Me. This has been a joy. Oh, it's, it's been a joy to day. have you. I know. <laughs> Follow Claire on social media. Claire Mac- oh, yeah. Is it just Claire McCready? Yeah, simple. You'll find simple. her life there. Yes. Yeah. Love it's it. Spelt, spelt the weird way without an I, if anyone's like. No. <laughs> can't find you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Claire. Have a lovely rest of your day. Whether you're listening to this after a final recall or currently en route to teach your 7am Pilates class. We want to thank you for choosing to listen to the Performance Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe to stay up to date with all our current episodes and share on your social media to spread the conversation far and wide. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PerformFitPod. Or feel free to email performfitpod at outlook.com. We'd love to hear what you've got to say. My name's Tom Strang. And I'm Amber Walton. See you next time. 